0: as if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch
1: just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, Broncos country, and welcome to the season-ending episode of the Orange Weekly post-game podcast. In true Broncos fashion, according to 2020 and all the craziness that has happened, once again, we are a bit uh, in the butt. By the Raiders beating us 32 to 31 uh, with that two point conversion at the end of the game. Lots of good things to talk about, though. Uh, Tanner and I are going to be here to sit down and talk about it with all of you. If you haven't done so already, kick back, relax, grab that drink if you're not driving, uh, and enjoy the Orange Weekly post game podcast. weekly fans brews and Broncos news
0: what's going on Broncos country Tanner Lee and Kev Dan here for a final edition of the orange weekly post game podcast first of all happy new year to everybody happy new uh, year yes 2021 that d- disgusting pitiful Everything. I I could use a lot of words but I'd probably get a censored <laughs> um uh, or the explicit rating would come out um <laughs> That year 2020 is in the rear view mirror, but unfortunately it still had one last snake bitten moment today on the Broncos uh, season, which is a season I would describe it as less burn the tape, throw it away and never talk about it again after, after this podcast. But uh, no, I know that's not possible, but uh, man, it's frustrating one. And it kind of ends today, kind of how the season began in week one with some uh, clock management or, or game management uh, mm-hmm. issues kind of coming towards the surface.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I, I don't want to burn all the tape. There were some good things. And for everyone listening, yeah. uh, Tanner and I are going to do a post-season podcast next week. Uh, so we're going to kind of more focus on, on this week and whatnot. But uh, we will be covering the entire season next week. Um, and, and there's a lot of good, right? And you're right. You look at 2020. Uh, I mean, what? mid September or whatever it was uh whatever it was um before games started it, von miller goes down like right off the bat and with it being a freak injury i mean that the the rest of the season went downhill from there i mean it, right. it just it just did with injury after injury after injury and then weird covid things where players you know were missing weeks that maybe shouldn't have or they made us start a Practice squad wide receiver that was a salesman, you know, two weeks before uh, as our starting quarterback. Um, and so, look, there it's it's hard to um, really analyze everything within this year and use it uh, in terms of moving forward. But uh, this game was just kind of all but a nutshell. Now, it, 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 through the through the loss, you know, at the very end, uh, I I still sting because we're recording this just a couple hours after the game. Uh, there's not enough whiskey in the world to get rid of the sting that's going to be sticking with me, and I'm sure the rest of us. Uh, but let's just throw it out there: Drew Lock, zero interceptions.
0: Yeah, played well today. Played smart. Played some smart football today. Uh, took what the defense was giving him. I mean, he took a couple shots downfield, but never really placed the ball in anywhere j- any dangerous space today. It was nice to see. Um, yeah, can't 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 uh, blame this one on number three. That's for sure.
1: No, you're right. I mean, there are a lot of smart uh, options. Like, yeah, he took a sack there at one point near the end, and it's like, dude, you can't take a sack right here. But it was almost like he, th- you could see in the slow motion, he thought about throwing it, but he was in the process of going down. And then you're talking about maybe throwing an interception, or maybe it's going to be, you know, a fumble and just pull that rock in at the very last second and protect it, right? So there there were a lot of, uh, I saw improvement from him today. He played a smart game. Um, and and I man you can go through a lot of things there weren't many times where it was holy crap that was almost picked off like he made yeah. some throws that were in tight spaces but at least got to the guy i mean i think one was dropped in the end zone or something like that. you know it, it was dropped but it was like holy crap well he got it there you know and at that mm-hmm. point you can only the it's up to the receiver to catch it right sure. so uh you know drew lock was 24 or 25 for 41 he threw for 339 yards um Two touchdowns, zero interceptions, pass rating of one hundred three point six. I mean, this was a really good game for him.
0: Yeah, probably his second best performance of the year behind That's Carolina, awesome. I would say. Yeah, um, and one of the better ones, right up there with Carolina and Houston from last year, probably for his career. So um, good to see him go out like that. Go out of go out of the twenty twenty season. Go yeah. out that way. Um, give him some momentum. Um, some reason for optimism, I think for a lot of Broncos country, um, I'm pretty confident saying he will be the starter week one next year.
1: There's no doubt in my mind, uh, Mm -hmm. that he's going to be a starter and, uh, there's gonna be a lot of orange weekly content brought out to you during the, uh, the entire course of the off season. Uh, you know, mostly revolving around free agency and the combine and the draft and, uh, you know, start a training camp and whatnot. So you guys are going to hear a lot. Um, but long story short, if you haven't heard my spiel yet, essentially, yes, Drew Lock will be the starter. If you hear anything about a quarterback competition, they're lying to you. Ignore it. There is no competition. Drew Lock will be the starter. If you're sitting there saying, hey, we need to go get Fields or uh, Trevor Lawrence somehow, we need a trade get it out of your mind. That is not going to happen. Even if John Elway really, 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 really wanted to the Jags and the jets are not going to give up those picks. So anyway, I'm digressing a little bit, but, um, but yeah, drew lock will be the starter. And I think this game kind of shows that. Yeah, he deserves it. Um, Yeah. He's hot and cold and, Uh, He has some good days. He has some bad days, but he's a rookie quarterback. You know, this was his first full season, which he didn't even play all 16 games. Right. So um, to kind of end the season, the way he did, uh, I think, you know, he has a lot of promise uh, moving
0: forward. Yep. He's now got 18 games under his belt. I believe, I believe Mm -hmm. it's 18 games. Um, So hopefully we get a full normal or as close to normal as we can Mm -hmm. off season. And it's up to him and the other guys to take advantage of that. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, next year's the year for him. It's make yeah. or break next year. And, um, and like we've spent time discussing on previous podcasts, it could be half of a year, depending right. on how the results are. So, uh, but no, I like what I saw out of him today. And uh, hopefully he carries that forward into the offseason.
1: Yeah, and I think he will. Um, now, let me give you your take on this. My, uh, my thought is... Even if with all the injuries on offense, which again, we, you know, I think Glasgow went down, yep. uh, Reisner went down, yep. Tim Patrick went down all pretty early in the game. Um Let's say we still had all those injuries on offense. If we had half of the defensive injuries that we have right now, we would have easily, easily won this game.
0: I agree with that. Particularly the defensive backs. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were so thin. There was a couple of guys, honestly, out there today. I wasn't sure who they were.
1: Yeah. Like, or, who is this guy?
0: And, yeah. Um, and, you know, a couple of numbers popping out there. I'm like, who's that? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it was just, <laughs> I'm like, wow. Because I, I pride myself on uh, knowing who most people are on the roster. Yeah. And today there there's some like, yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah. but uh, So, yeah, I, going into this game, I thought it was going to be a close one. Um, and then as the game wore on, I, I was texting a buddy. I said, this is giving me flashbacks of last year. Mm-hmm. When it came down to the end, Raiders scored and went for two. We intercepted the ball. Maybe we batted it down. Either way, they didn't Beautiful. get it. Um, and unfortunately, it came down just like it did last year. But um, the results were reversed this time. But uh, I agree with you. If, you. if we have just a couple of those got healthy guys on on defense side of the ball, especially the starters, uh, the Raiders don't put up that many – don't put up 32 points and don't drive down the field with ease like they did at the end of the game. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, you saw what our uh, makeshift offense did. Yep. You know, they put up 31 points. And, yeah, the Raiders' defense isn't great, but we still put up 31 points.
0: Well, oh, yeah, and it's not great, but, my God, the first time we played them, we had five or six turnovers. Yeah, exactly. And they killed us, and we couldn't put up any points on them. So it was nice to see them learn from that first matchup, make the adjustments, from last time um, and improve there, but, uh, you yeah, know, it was just disappointing on defense, even, even though, like you said, I mean, even today, Bradley Chubb wasn't playing. Um,
1: mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just hurt.
0: tough. And Shelby Harris and a few guys who had been playing the previous few weeks. So yeah, it was tough, tough out there, but uh, just the way it ended, just leaves a bad taste mm-hmm. in my mouth. And uh, first time we've been swept by the Raiders in the last decade.
1: So. Yep. Well, you know what? Uh it's it's going to be there all off season. I'm going to try and get uh-huh. that bad taste out of my mouth, but uh, because there is promise, and I I'm not just sitting here saying that with my orange goggles on. You know there is a lot of promise. As the youngest offense in the NFL? You get these guys, all this experience um, over the course of last year. You get the full off season. Uh, the, I, I don't see how this would be um, something to look at and say, ah, I don't really believe that this team is going to do well next year. So. Again, maybe for next podcast, we're going to mm-hmm. dive into it a little bit. Uh, I do want to get the other elephant uh, in the room out of the way. Um, the thoughts on Fangio calling the timeout at the end there with the confusion, very obvious confusion on the Raiders side. There's about 13 seconds left on the play clock. They still were running players in and out. They had no idea what was going on. Derek Carr was trying to pull people back onto the field that had run off, and we call a timeout. Thoughts?
0: Awful, awful um, game management. Um, a mistake that a second-year coach in, you know, his thirty-second um, game as an NFL head coach shouldn't make. Um, and, I, and I heard his post-game, you know, responses about needing the right personnel out there. We didn't have the right personnel. But the, the, the my 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 problem was the Raiders were in such confusion. Like you just mentioned, there was no way they were going to get that playoff. So they're gonna to have to take the delay of game penalty, go backwards, and then run whatever play they were gonna to try to run. And yeah, I it, it was just you know uh, it was kind of funny. I'll go out on a little tangent here. Um, I'm a Purdue. I'm a Purdue fan for everybody that doesn't know out there. I went went to Purdue. I'm an alum. And back in 2009, Purdue was playing Notre Dame, one of their rivals. And there was a similar situation like this where Notre Dame was down the red zone. It was under, it was like 20 seconds to go and it was third down. Notre Dame was calling for a spike. Purdue's coach panicked and called timeout. So gave Notre Dame time to regroup, get get whatever play they wanted. And then they scored and Purdue lost the game. And so right when this happened today, I text my dad and said, Vic Fangio just pulled a Danny Hope from 2009. And my dad's not even a Bronco fan. He goes, he absolutely did. I don't know what he was thinking there. So it's it's funny when I reach out to other Bronco fans and they're agreeing with me, like, what the heck is your head coach doing there? And it's is that, is that kind of stuff that just irks me about Fangio. I mean, I, I want him back next year and, and he will be back unless unless they all lied back. to us last week and something changes. But uh, um I think he deserves another year, you know, he, his defense has been great, but it's little things like that, like the in-game management, the clock management at times, it's just it's just unbelievably frustrating. And and even um sending the field goal unit out with 9 seconds. I'm back and forth with that one because I kind of understand if we complete a pass and stay in bounds and somehow don't get out of bounds then we run out of time and that's what he was saying in the post game, but yet with 9 seconds it feels like you should be able to run one play towards the sidelines, but maybe he just didn't have confidence in his guys to be able to execute that with, with – um execute that properly by getting out of bounds or whatnot. But uh just very frustrating in the season on that because mm-hmm. I, I just don't feel like you should waste the time out there.
1: Yeah. And, you know, maybe it was a combination of don't have enough confidence in players to, you know, hey, this is just cutting a little bit too close, but then also having the confidence in McManus to go make that happen. Mm-hmm. Now, what happened on both of those uh, blocked kicks, man, those defenders, there were three or four hands yep. really, really high up. And yep. it makes me want- I'm not obviously any any expert in any of this and just watching special teams in general, you never have that many hands that high up in the air. You know, it just seemed like they somehow all got leverage on our guys and just popped right up in the air. I, I don't know. It was just kind of weird that on both of those, it wasn't like one player had it like hit his pinky or something. There were, there was a hand of uh, a wall of hands right there.
0: Exactly. It was like, if the guy who blocked it, didn't get it, his it buddy was going to get it or his teammate was going to get it because yeah, had, like you said, three or four up there. And, you know, I would have to go back and look at those. I don't know, you know what causes that, but it's once again, our special teams mistakes kind of rearing mm-hmm. their ugly heads. And I, I think that I do think Tom McMahon will be relieved of his duties as special teams um, coach, but, uh, but yeah. we'll see. Um, yeah. Very, just frustrating. Cause you, you don't see in, in the NFL, you don't see block kicks or teams uh, allow a block kick twice to happen oh, twice yeah. in the same game. Very rare, very often. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, mm. Very frustrating. I mean, the 70-yarder, it would have been cool just to see a clean kick to see if he could have made it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I was glad they gave him the opportunity to go out there because he's been saying all year how he wanted the a chance to break the record, Um said by another Bronco, Matt Prater. But uh, <laughs> then in the end of the game today, I, where, where was your confidence level when he was lining up for that one? For that
1: one? Uh, fairly good, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, this – you know as many years as he's had in and the you know not just the contract he's had but you know he's been in these these positions before where Mm -hmm. it's not like a first time or you know rookie kicker going out there and feeling all of this pressure of holy crap like uh, the game's gonna fall on my shoulders alone like McManus has enough experience to go Mm -hmm. out there he's gonna do the kick like he you know maybe feels a little extra pressure but no, nah, it's not like he was going to go out there and panic. And you see that yeah. from those, you know, rookie or really young, uh, kickers who have never really been in that position before, at least not too many times in the NFL. So I, I was, I was calm. I was like, if he can get this one up, I, I think he can get it.
0: Yeah, even in, earlier in the game when he missed the, I think it was a, was a fifty-six yarder Yeah, he barely missed it. I mean, barely mm-hmm. pulled it a little bit. So, so I, I, I thought I definitely thought he would get it there, of course. But, um,
1: but yeah. Well, you're right. Special teams and uh, in general, and man, um, something's got to change, and it's going to start with Mick Mahone. I, I mean, it has to. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think McMahon goes. I, I, I don't know. if the, I'm, I'm guessing there'll be some other staff changes, but I don't know who. I mean, I, I'm pretty confident saying I think Shermer will, Shermer will be back along with Fanjo, yeah. as he should be. Um, I think Ed Donatel will be back. Um, but after that, I don't know. There could be some other guys that are position coaches that might be like, handed their walking papers. I'm not sure, but
1: uh, and there might be some like you know, little you know, assistant you know, mm-hmm. or uh, assistant coaches or mm-hmm. you know, maybe a couple few people to go, but the mm-hmm. main players are all going to be there. Um,
0: yep. Um, I did see a stat that was kind of eye popping today that Fangio has a one game better overall record through two years than Vance Joseph. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not as concerned Mm-mm. with Fangio going forward as I was with Vance Joseph because I think Fangio's defenses have at least showed enough promise, and even the offense at times. Whereas Vance Joseph, it was just we weren't seeing any, any results, and behind the scenes, the the uh, wheels were already in motion to try to get them replaced a couple weeks earlier than that. So, and yeah. the fact that we haven't seen really any rumors like that leads me me to believe that everything's good to go behind the scenes with uh, Fangio and Elway. Of course, the seat's going to be hot going into next year, as it should mm-hmm. be. Um, I mean, if, if we have another season like this next year, of course, he's gone, and John might be gone too. But once again, I, I don't want to talk anymore about that. We'll uh, we'll say that for cool the next comfort. podcast.
1: <laughs> it's little previews for those. Yes, it, it, it's, hard,
0: it's hard not to – it's hard to recap the game but yet not talk about the future too much. So Maybe we're trying so. here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no exactly so um man it was i think tim patrick going down actually had a maybe a bigger impact than uh we thought it just it's we we've talked all year about having all of these just fantastic options at wide receiver out there and you take a big one down like tim uh tim patrick and uh i i think that definitely hurt you know
0: Sure. I mean, he's one of Drew Locke's favorite targets, if not his favorite target this year. And you take him down and you put Tyree Cleveland in, who played fine for yeah. a seventh rounder, but he, he's not Tim Patrick. And, uh, you know, missing KJ Hamler out there today, uh, missed today due to the concussion he sustained last week. And you're just taking more weapons away from Drew. And everybody outside of Broncos country always forgets that Cortland suddenly played a, a game and a half or a, just a half of football mm-hmm. this year. Again, in week two against the Steelers before his ACL uh, went out. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, the Broncos are going to be loaded with weapons on offense next year. Um, just getting the confidence going with number three and, and um, limiting the turnovers. But exactly. uh, hopefully Tim Patrick's back. I don't know. I mean, we got a lot of guys that I would like <laughs> to see return. Unfortunately, I don't think they're all going to return. I don't think that's possible, but that could be wrong. And I, I want to see more. I want to see a majority of them back at least. So. And uh, we will,
1: uh, I'm not sure who's going to be uh, the one to go. Uh, hopefully it's just one, but we can recover with that. You know, mm-hmm. we have the depth. We have the experience now after this first year um, and we'll, you know, get through the draft, what's what free agency is for, right? Like there are mm-hmm. sure things we can do um, to help backfill whatever we're not able to uh, whoever we're not able to resign. So,
0: um, how about the running game today? I thought Melvin Gordon had a strong game today. Actually, I thought he had a pretty strong season besides the fumbles, but there was one thing he did today, would have loved for him to stay in bounds on that last run instead of getting out of bounds.
1: Yep, that would have been probably a big one right there. Yep. Um, so not, I mean, not absolutely perfect, but yeah, he didn't fumble. Actually, he hasn't fumbled in a while.
0: No, you know? no, yeah, he's uh Miami might have been his last fumble. Yeah, yeah I can recall, and so, that was on
1: the goal line, it wasn't his fault. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the helmet hit the ball out just perfectly. Right? A that, that's a good football play on the yeah. defense. And so it's not like he wasn't holding on the ball well enough. Like yeah. it was just a perfect defensive hit. Uh, and that happens. So,
0: But I was uh, I was happy how he came on the second half of the season. I mean, he definitely was worthy of his contract,
1: mm-hmm. at least for
0: this year now. Next year, he's probably going to be suspended at start of year for his DUI, I'm guessing. I don't know mm-hmm. how that's going to shake out, but mm-hmm. typically um, something similar to that happens when there's D, a DUI involved with a case. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting in the, in the running back room come next year Who um, who's all going to be there.
1: Yeah. Um, that's, that's probably the biggest area to watch, uh, at least mm-hmm. the one that I'm going to be watching for. Uh, you know, whatever – Veteran, we get in in uh, free agency to back up Drew Lock. Okay, whatever. Uh, wide receivers were set. Offensive line, we're going to get some weapons back there. Juwan James, um, especially. So, I mean, the the one area on offense, you know, we're we're locked in at tight end. So yep. it's going to come down to the the running back room, and uh, that's. That's interesting. Now, what I liked about the running game, other than just Melvin Gordon doing, you know, really well today, the fact that we stuck with the running game all day Mm -hmm. long, even though it wasn't really being fruitful, you know. There were a couple carries where he got five or six, and there were a lot of other carries where he got zero or one or two yards, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, They were swallowing him up, you know, really well. They were just on him. Uh, but we stuck with the run game and earlier on this year, especially we saw that the Broncos would give up on the running game really, yes. really early. If it w- if the run game wasn't working immediately, we immediately gave up on it. Yes. And so we saw this from start to finish, uh, how we stuck with it. And it finally opened up at the end of the game and we were able to keep our offense on the field. Uh, you know, it opened up those wide receivers for some of those plays Kept our defense rested. I mean, that's the kind of game plan that we need to stick with. That is actually the recipe for success.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh I thought Royce Freeman played well today for, I mean, he didn't have a ton of carries, but he had a he popped a big one. I remember at least one. Um mm-hmm. you know he's uh good luck uh finding a better third string running back than him around the <laughs> league. Um, but yeah, like you said, I'm glad they kind of learned late in the season not to abandon the run game. That's, that's Broncos football zone mm-hmm. runs. And, um, it was nice to see. I think they can piggyback off that going forward into next year.
1: Yeah.
0: So, like you said, I, I actually forgot about Juwan James until you, uh, mentioned that <laughs> So, It'll be a nice, uh, welcome addition back. Assuming he has the fire to still, still play at a high level, which I assume, assume he will, but hopefully.
1: Oh yeah, he will. Um, he's still young enough and everything, right? And, yeah. Um, just because he sat out this year doesn't mean he hasn't been working out, staying sure. healthy, you know, staying in shape, and everything like that. So, you know, it's not like he was injured and un- unable to do anything. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I fully expect him to go back out there and and do uh, do really well and shore up that right side. So, you know, Garrett Bowles has you know uh, proven himself, and I, I, sure I it wasn't just like half the season he did really well. Like nope. he he was fantastic this entire season. And so man, that's just uh he showed again you know, like you know things went really well. Um he again in the brightest, one of brightest spots,
0: running. brightest spots, if not the the brightest spot on offense this year and he was the biggest surprise of the yeah. Broncos season and got rewarded with a four-year contract extension which was well deserved. He yeah. shut everybody up including both you and me. Yeah. All the haters in Broncos country with his mm-hmm. play on the field and I'm glad he never gave up. He listened to the coaches, he improved. And I hope more guys inside that locker room take the same attitude going into next year. Hopefully, that's he kind of led by example in, in that matter.
1: And he's the kind of guy I would expect to. Like, I, I think that's just something that would come natural to him. You know, yeah. he's not going to sit there and do all the hard work and then point the finger at somebody else who's maybe struggling, right? Like, I think he's a perfect example, and he can have that leadership. Uh or you should, you know, he's an, not a you know fresh out of college guy. Yeah. He no. was a little older to begin with. Now he has, what, four years under his belt. Exactly. Or, and he's got four
0: years guaranteed coming up. Now he can really mm-hmm. um, grow into that leader role even more.
1: So yeah. And I think it's the year for him to step up, you yep. know, as that leader. He is uh, one of the most, if not the most experienced uh, Bronco player on the offense. Um, maybe minus a couple others, but, uh, he's up there. And so there's no reason for him to not do that, but I just seeing him and obviously not knowing him or talking to him, but just, um, getting, you know, the, the feel for him through interviews and watching him on the field and everything. I think that's, he knows that. Um, and he's, he's going to step up and do what he can for, for the team in that regard too. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, offense, I guess in general, my offense I was proud of. I was proud of They put up 31 points today.
0: Yeah. If you would told me before the game that we were going to score 31 points, I thought we win by at least 11, right. at, least, at least in double digits. Yeah. I, I would feel yeah. pretty, uh, pretty safely saying that, but, uh, what enough?
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that alone right there, um, you know it'd be one thing if we were running all over the field all day long, but the fact we put up 31 points with a run game that was um, being really held back all game, like the Raiders defense on, on, you know, run defense was doing a really good job. So mm-hmm. we were still able to put up 31 points, even with the run game, not being super successful, you know?
0: Yep. And could have scored close to 40. I mean, of yeah. course we don't know about two of those field goals because they got blocked, but we missed another one. I mean, we, we did leave some points out there.
1: Yeah. So. Yep. So, and that's where it goes to the defense, you know, like, Hey, the, the defense did the best they could with what, what they had. Um, and we almost won that game. Like that's, it's, I hate, Oh man, this sucks though. This is where the steam comes in. Cause now we have to sit here and say, we almost won that game. Yeah, no. um, especially when the Raiders man, they man, they like put the final nail in their coffin and somehow were able to bust back out. It, it, I mean, exactly. that delay of game was like, are you seriously doing this right now? Like, I can't believe you're running away with the ball. How are you not throwing the flag on that immediately kind of a thing, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And that's what – I I, gri- I had a gripe with that ref. He called it, you know, delay game five-yard penalty. I thought it should have been a sportsmanlike unsportsmanlike conduct penalty 15 yards yeah. because and the refs couldn't get a hold of that situation. I mean – you got to blow the whistle right there when you see that guy do that, and, mm-hmm. and and they just couldn't get control of that. So that was frustrating. But uh, but you're right. I mean, the, we we forced the Raiders into four turnovers. We had two interceptions on car, two fumbles. We're, I mean, I hate that the Broncos keep coming up with these like the, these milestones that are bad. We're the first team since the start of 2018 to f- have a uh, turnover de- difference of four and loses the ball game. Man. Yeah. Man. I hate yeah, that, that. stings. I mean, uh, we keep doing that. Like uh, every few weeks, I'll come up with I, know, I see something on Twitter like that. I'm like, God, why us? Like, yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, Kareem Jackson had an interception. Justin Simmons, pay the man, had an interception. Yeah. Um, um, two forced fumbles, um, two two recoveries, of course. So so they got the turnovers needed. But if they weren't turning over the Raiders' offense, it usually resulted in points.
1: Yeah, exactly. There was that. I think the first turnover that we had, we get, didn't get any points off of, and that should have not happened, you know, at least move the ball a little bit into field goal range. So, yeah, there were points left off the board. Um, but to think about that, like we scored 31 points and we probably left, I don't know, at least six more points off the board right there. Um, if, man, we could have put up almost 40 points. Uh, and coulda, woulda, shoulda, like we can sit here and and say, well, if we did this, if we did that, look, we didn't, we didn't do that. Right. But, um, but this is where I'm getting my optimism from, you know, like how close we are and looking at how banged up we are. I can only imagine what this team would have done if they were fully healthy.
0: Yep. Yep. Fully healthy. And a lot of playmakers that didn't play much, if at all this season on defense. I mean, of course we already hit Von Miller, but drove Casey only played two games. Um, trying to think off the top of my head now
1: who didn't who didn't get hurt this year that's Exactly. There's one banged out. up i ran
0: out and out and yeah. out all year long um bryce callahan nagging injury again yeah. after playing well when he when he was healthy aj Boye having the which the suspension will be part of next year too with the peds that's unfortunate and that's a position i think i think we'll add a corner via the draft or free agency i'd be very surprised mm-hmm. but um and his name slipped in my mind right now. He had a fantastic game today. Help me uh, out here. 23. Uh,
1: 23 Ojemudia.
0: Thank you. His name was just slipping in my mind. Boom. Great game today. Um, he was one player that I thought really grew as the season progressed. Oh, man. Yeah. He had struggles the first couple weeks, but um, Fangio wasn't worried. He said that's going to happen with the end corners. And then we saw him grow, mature, and develop as The season went on, and I think he's going to be a really solid player for the next few years.
1: Uh, he impressed me. Uh, he did get burned one once tonight, yes, um, t- badly, but I think he, he forced one of the fumbles or something like, He had some, he crushed
0: um, our rugs on that one, forced, yeah, fall. oh, yeah.
1: that hurt, that yeah. looked like it hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he, if, if looking back to the first game he was out there, uh, against the Steelers, and just saying. Holy crap! Holy crap! Okay, I know he's a rookie. We got to give him some time, but holy crap, he was just getting beat everywhere. And now he has really stepped up. And I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he's starter caliber. Um, obviously with the way we're banged up, he is. But you know, he's a very, very strong uh, second string player.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: and again, you give him this offseason, like whole. He's gonna back watch and watch all that tape. Work out immensely now that he knows. Yes, he has a feel for the speed of the game. Uh, He's well more involved in understanding of the the Fangio system. Like this is a guy that I think has tremendous, tremendous value Uh, and uh, moving forward. And and I don't see how he's not going to just be a superstar at this point. Just looking at how he improved this year alone.
0: Yep. Yep. He really uh, stuck out today. I thought he was one of the bright spots on defense. Yep.
1: Yep. It was uh, it was good to see for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man this uh, this game had a lot of good things, uh, a lot of good things. Um well, and it we just sucks we, we have to leave it this way, you know.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. Is, is, I and I know it was one of those games where I even tweeted about it. I'm like, okay, this is the fifth straight year we're going into week 17, and we're not playing for a playoff berth. Hopefully next year, this time we either a already have a playoff berth clinched or B, can clinch one with a win. A win. I, I want that feeling again going into week 17 knowing it's meaningful, or maybe if it's not meaningful, that means we already had a good enough season. It's where we've clinched everything. We're ready for the playoffs because five years in a row without the playoffs, four years in a row with a losing record, just ugh, bad taste in the mouth and, and how this <laughs> game ended today. Um, but uh, one one other positive I do want to mention before, before we sign off is how about Jerry Judy's bounce-back game today?
1: Yeah, you know, it was impressive. I thought mm-hmm. they were gonna maybe try to utilize him a little bit more. Obviously, number sixteen, I can't remember his name because I never heard of him before.
0: Tyree um, Cleveland.
1: Yeah, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to say Columbus, and I'm like, I know it's not that one, it's uh it's the other one there. It's the other sea um, City
0: <laughs> or one of the other C- big C cities in Ohio. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, obviously once you start getting a connection going with someone like you ride that out, right. Um, I was hoping to see them get Jerry Judy involved at least in maybe some quick routes or or something like that early on just to get that confidence back. Um, But holy crap, you got to see his speed today. Um, and it sounds like this was the first time—the uh, longest play in twelve mm-hmm. years of in the in the last twelve years of Broncos games, uh-huh. ninety-two yards—and just in the, I mean, slower motion alone, you can see he caught that ball, he turned, and he was gone. Absolutely, just—I I mean, I want to know how fast he was running in miles an hour because. It was absolutely insane what he was doing there.
0: Yeah, and that's something I was waiting to see all year. I know at yeah. the start of year we were trying to use his on some jet sweeps, and then we kind of got away with that because him and Hamler, but besides Ruggs, who, of course, was on Raiders Day, him and Hamler were the two other fastest wide receivers in the co- at the combine. I think Hamler was a little quicker than Judy. So mm-hmm. we got those speed with those two guys. If we can get them open space in the field, unfortunately this year we didn't really see that a lot. But Judy's such a great route runner. I look for those opportunities that come um, to be more uh, plentiful in, oh, in the yeah. future than, than they were this year. So um, I was just happy to see him have a good game after one of the worst games I've seen a player of his caliber have last week in that five-drop game against the Chargers. So it was nice to see that he took the criticism in stride and everything. You know, social media can be a devil. Um mm-hmm bounce back and had a good game. So I like to see that out of the young player and expect big things from number 10 next year. Cause like we've mentioned many times, I think Cortland Sutton's only going to help him. Oh, they, okay. they could lock, they could lock in on Jerry as the number He's one up. option a lot, a lot of times this year. So can't do that next year. Exactly.
1: No big things coming from him. Um, Definitely a huge confidence builder going into the off season. but you think about it, you get Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Noah Fant, um, I'm even already, Tim Patrick, and hopefully he's one of that one that comes back. But even if you don't, you have four huge, huge playmakers out there uh, and somebody's going to be open, man. Yep. Somebody is, going. I promise you, somebody is more often than not, 98% of the time you're going to have an option somewhere down there. Uh, and then Melvin Gordon or somebody nearby uh, with uh, um, just being able to toss it off really quickly if you need to on a check down.
0: We have all the weapons for Drew. No excuses next year as long as everybody's healthy because, I mean, everybody wants to talk about the weapons. Of course, Mahomes, he's loaded with weapons, and Mahomes is Mahomes. And Herbert, yeah, he's got to be a stud for years to come. He's proven that with the charge, and he's got some weapons. Nobody talks about Denver's weapons, and we got – just as many weapons as as those as uh, at least the Chargers, probably a few more than the Chargers. Maybe not as many as Kansas City, but, but we're close. We're getting close, and that's encouraging. We have more weapons than the, than Vegas does. Um, mm-hmm. So now it's just taking that step forward, getting a little luck and staying healthy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and improving in the offseason. And And uh, cause I, yeah, it's, it's the more, we, the more we're talking this out, the more excited I'm already getting about the offense next year.
1: Yeah. Well that uh, those other teams really don't have the defense that we do. Correct. And that's where,
0: Absolutely.
1: yeah, maybe they have, maybe they have a slightly better offense, obviously in, in Kansas city's case, they have a, a better offense, right. But our defense I, I a fully healthy Broncos defense going into next year. I do not see how they're, they're not in the top three all season long.
0: Yeah. I just, i am just, we have to resign Justin Simmons and, and Shelby. Harris. Oh,
1: it's going to happen. Well, I think those two are lockdowns, downs and uh, it'll be a lot of talk, especially going into, you know, um, some of the postseason stuff and getting free oh, yeah. agency and seeing who we sign and whatnot. Um, but that leads me to reminding everybody out there a couple of different things. You know, we're going to have a lot of Broncos content throughout the off season. Uh, we started this last year doing Broncos trivia nights about once a month, once every three weeks or so. Um, just keep us engaged and have some fun and see what kind of knowledge you guys have out there. Uh, so make sure you join us for those. Uh, we're also going to have, uh, some, the, the post podcast we'll, uh, come out with next week. Um, but then we're going to have, uh, um, some more Tuesday night shows. We're gonna be doing pre, uh, free, agency, you know, during free agency, post free agency stuff, same with uh, the combine and the draft. And, and so there's still going to be a lot of stuff coming your way. Don't forget about all that. And then uh, January 12th is going to be our fan appreciation episode. Uh, i telling you guys, nobody else does this. Nobody else cares about their fans. The way we do our, our saying here is fans, bruising Broncos news fans is at the top of the list for the reason, because we do this all for you guys. So make sure you join us Tuesday, January 12th, 7 PM mountain time for the fan appreciation episode. We're going to be giving away a ton of stuff. Um, you know, anybody who put in a score prediction this year during our pregame shows, uh, you're going to be entered in a chance to win some of that stuff. Um, and it's just going to be sitting us sitting back and talking with you guys, you know, it, not necessarily answering Broncos questions, but just getting to know each other. You know, we want to hear more about you and and everything like that. So uh, we're not going away. This was a pretty as sucky as the season was. It was a pretty successful fifth year for us here, Tanner. And you've been here. What th- this is your third or fourth year?
0: Yeah, third full year. I came on kind of at the end of 2017 for a couple games. there late, but uh yeah, third full year of doing the post-game podcast.
1: So. Man, man. And you're a busy man, dude.
0: <laughs> hey, time flies when you're having fun. I mean, it's, uh,
1: exactly,
0: it's th- that's why I think we're all so anxious at Orange Weekly for a successful season because it's even going to be more fun. We just haven't seen it yet. We thought this was going to be the year and Good football guys are like, nah, you got to be uh, pitching a little longer. So, just
1: a little longer, which I think will pay off in the long run. Yeah, I really I, do.
0: I did see we're either now with the loss today, we're going to be either the eighth or ninth pick. I'm not okay. sure which one in the draft, but we are in the top ten now.
1: So. I want to get your take on this. This is maybe the most ridiculous thing I've seen so far. Um, oh. uh, <laughs> so I don't know if you heard, but last week, uh, Jared and I had a new segment uh, called Couch GM. Uh, where we looked at some of the comments that a lot of these couch GMs out there were making uh, and we discussed. Now obviously we're kind of couch GMs and coaches too, but at least we admit it and we're just giving our fan perspective. Right. Um, And we try to be somewhat smart about it. uh, But uh, craziest one I saw today, actually probably to date, we should, we should trade a number one pick first round pick and Von Miller to the Texans for Deshaun Watson. What do you think?
0: Texans aren't going to take that for one. I, I mean, yeah. uh, they would want more than that. And, and Vaughn's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but you, you, you're telling me the Texans want a 32-year-old defense lineman coming off a bum ankle, and you're not sure how he's going to recover from and just a first-round pick for their their franchise quarterback that they have millions and millions and millions of dollars wrapped up in. Yep. Cool. Like a yeah. thought, but this isn't Madden, and even Madden would block that. Trust yeah, me, Madden would be like, "No, like Madden. Madden, Madden, it's harder than ever to get trades to go through anymore." So, uh <laughs> no, not happening. Um, I, I thought you were better yet when, going in that when you said first round pick and Von Miller. I thought you were going to say to the Jaguars for the for their first overall.
1: Well, pick. I, yeah, I, I that's. I just, I I can't with some people and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like openly mock some of you,
0: but
1: we've all had
0: takes that we want back. That's one. Whoever said this might want to take back.
1: Yeah. You might want to take that one back and I'm going to say it again. And I'm probably going to say it uh, through a lot of the off season going into the draft. If you are even thinking or trying to argue that Elway should do something to get uh, either Fields or uh, Lawrence because that's exactly what needs to happen. It's just not. It is just not going to happen. If you want to put a $1 bet that the Broncos are going to get either one of those two, it's probably going to pay off $10,000. It's – sorry. Sorry. It's just not happening. So,
0: and be prepared for all the mock drafts to have mm-hmm. Zach Wilson from BYU nope. or Trey Lance nope. from North Dakota State going to the Broncos. Be, pre- I'm just saying, be pre- prepared to see some of those,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: don't buy into it. It's, it's you know, not like, going to happen. If we go down the road, then we're going to have a whole another discussion on the podcast. You might see me more fired up than I've ever been. So, <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 got a, I got a few positions I want to see us. Go after in the first round, but saving those for future podcasts. I'll get yep. Into that tonight.
1: yep, no, it's going to be interesting, and I've seen that too. But Broncos are not John Elway is not drafting a quarterback <laughs> this year. Sorry,
0: stunned. Stunned. stunned, more than stunned. I don't even know what word describes it. Yeah,
1: I, I think as you get closer, yeah, all those early ones are showing that we're going to get a, a quarterback, but I think as you get closer, people are going to be like, Yeah, that's kind of a dumb thing, especially with
0: especially today. I really liked, um. At ten, they had us getting a linebacker from Penn State last name's Parsons, and he's a he's a good one. Um, I don't know if he'll be there though at eight or nine, but huh? so he's one that Jared would like because from what I've seen of him, he can cover the tight end. What? Yeah. What he's one of those diamonds in the rough that can cover Wait, the tight end. That's that's possible. I thought that was just like a foregone
1: conclusion that like <laughs> that's not a thing you can do. Oh,
0: it's a thing, we just
1: don't it see it
0: The blue, so
1: <laughs> yeah, the orange blue has never been uh, that great yeah. at doing that. So, oh, so um,
0: yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, "Oh, I, I could get on more of that." So.
1: Oh man, well, uh, Tanner, it's sad to say. Uh, I think this will do it for the season finale of the post game podcast. Um, but like we were talking about earlier, there's gonna be a lot more coming out from us during the off season. So. Uh, with that really quickly, thanks to all of our listeners. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit that follow button, subscribe button on whatever podcast site you're listening on us. Uh, if you're on iTunes or whatever, or even if you want to go to Facebook and give us a review, uh, that would help us tremendously. And if anything else, we love hearing your feedback because all of these shows, all of these podcasts, uh, are geared towards you, the fan we're doing this because of you. Uh, I mean, we sit around and talk about Bronco stuff all day long ourselves. So why not, uh, you know, make the fans the focus of all of this. Um, So huge shout out to all of our fans. And again, uh, we're going to be doing that fan appreciation episode on January 12th. And if you guys can find me another Bronco show that does a pure fan appreciation episode. And like that, that is the point of the show. I'll give you, I'll give you a hundred dollars because I guarantee you that it's not out there. Only, only
0: us. So
1: Well, just like uh, our halftime show, um, I would not be surprised if other people start copying us later down the line. So, you know, just saying.
0: I could see that.
1: (laughs) Cool. Well, Tanner, uh, great third full season doing this with you. Appreciate all your help, man. But I'll give you uh, closing comments, man.
0: Yep, it's always fun. Thanks to everybody that's listened to uh, Kevin and I rant uh, more times than not after <laughs> losses more times than not this year, but it's been fun. That's why we do this. Like Kevin said, we do this for you guys, and I know I'm really looking forward to that fan appreciation night on the 12th because, believe it or not, we might all talk a lot in, in our chat, but we don't get to either even video stream with each other too often besides the offseason. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of us haven't talked with one another or seen – each other and, and talk to you guys for a while. So uh, so it's been fun and um looking forward to our future podcasts and looking forward to this show next year. But uh, thanks again to everybody that uh, listened this year.
1: Awesome. Well, and hopefully you, uh, you'll all be back next year. Listen to more post game podcasts, and uh, we'll see you during the off season as well. But lots to look forward to, Broncos country. Lots of good stuff to look forward to, uh, and we look forward to sharing it all with you. So, Tanner, again, thank you very much. But I think it's time to end it on a very strong, as usual. Go Broncos! Go Broncos! Take care. Everybody.
0: Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos News.